Hello, and welcome to From Moon to Moon, a podcast for witches. This week, we will be talking about the elements and kind of how to use them in magic and why we use them and stuff like that. But first, let's talk about what we've been witching lately. Heather, what have you been witching lately? So I've been doing a lot of spells lately, uh, mostly for jobs and other life-shifting types of things. And now it seems that everyone's moving around just like I kind of wanted, including myself. And the only uh, things that haven't really come to fruition yet have been a couple things that I think I didn't focus on wholeheartedly. I wasn't as focused on those. My intention wasn't as strong with those because they weren't quite as important. They were still important to me, but like they didn't take priority there. And so they lost some of their um, their oomph. (laughs) But the spell powders, though, have been working really well for me. And a lot of the intentions that I've been trying to manifest over the past two weeks or so, some of them were overnight. Yeah. I've had that happen. (laughs) When that happens, it's so exciting. I just get so excited. Well, it's it's just strange, really. Like, okay, so one time Uh uh I was really getting into feng shui. This was like the first year that I had been introduced to feng shui and I was like really just getting into it. And I had sort of backed off of it, you know, temporarily. And then I was like, oh my gosh, my place is a wreck, you know, let me play around with this or whatever. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to do up my money corner of my room where my, like my desk was and everything. So I did that. And like, that was literally all I did. I didn't clean the rest of my room or anything like that. I just did the money corner. And then like, literally like an hour later and, um, mom comes in and it's right before Christmas. And she's like, I, um, decided to go ahead and give you this Christmas gift early. And then hands me like a gift card for Amazon for like 200 or $300. And I was like, woo, that's a win. That works. And then like, like the next day, something else happened with like a large sum of money that came to me and I was like this is very interesting and strange (laughs) speaking of like instantaneous magic I remember and this was back when I first learned about the law of attraction um, and I learned about it through the secret remember there was one day I needed money for something like there was a bill due or something like that and I like money for something like there was a bill due or something like that and I like so like I kind of like shouted at the universe in my in my mind and then the next day I got a check in the mail from mother for my birthday. I wasn't expecting it Mm -hmm. and it turned up exactly when I asked for it. Right. But anyways. So me I have I'm not quite done with school yet. But, I mean, I think I have still another about week and a half before every, all of my stuff is due. So I'm still trying to finish up all of that. And so, like, my witching business has not been very um, active. But I'm also... Uh, just got the urge last week to just clean the crap out of my house. And so I'm really excited. Oh my god, I've been doing that. I'm really excited for summer to come because... I just want to like physically clean and energetically clean, just clean the crap out of my whole house in like the first week of summer. Like that's what I'm doing. And I'm just going to sage everything, (laughs) sage and sage and sage. And then um, anyway, so maybe even play around with some different ways of cleansing the home besides just saging. Usually my energetic cleansing of the house involves uh, incense and sage 
and music or like maybe a singing bowl or just something that has to do with sound. Sometimes I'll put salt on everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like sweep it all up or vacuum it up or whatever. But anyway, I think I'm just going to do some research and find some other ways to like sort of energetically cleanse the house and I'll let you guys know how that goes. But anyway, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> That's really my biggest priority after I get finished with school is just scrubbing the aura of my house down. <laughs> and I also want to... I have a um, shelf that's, it's primarily for my magic stuff. Ooh. And last weekend, I just like took everything off the shelf and I started replacing things, you know, and setting up sort of little tiny altars here and there and stuff like that. But I didn't make it very far in that. And so I'm going to have to go back and, and do all that because it's all a mess right now. But anyway, so yeah, that is what I'm witching lately. <laughs> Um, so on to the topic. We are talking tonight about the elements and how to use them in your magical practice, why we use them in our magical practice, which of the elements we're using, and that sort of thing. We're just going to, I think the first part of the discussion is just going to be sort of a brief overview of like what the elements are, just in case any like very fresh, you know, witch comes off the street and doesn't know anything about any of this stuff, then we're just going to give kind of a brief overview for that. Um, And then I really want to get, like, move the discussion into why? Why the four elements? Why not the 17 elements? Or why not, you know, the periodic table of elements? Or why not, you know, the the Chinese wuxing, which is the five elements, you know? And do we include the fifth element of spirit? Or do we not include it? Or, you know, that sort of thing. And so I want to just play around with some of these ideas. Um, But first, let's get started on, like, what are the elements that we're talking about right now? We're talking about the traditional, classical, when I say classical, I mean, like, classical Greek, ancient Greek, Platonic idea of earth, air, water, fire. Definitely a Greek idea of nature, the earth, whatever you want to call it, the thing that is outside of our house. We walk out into it, there's grass, there's sky, that sort of thing. The outside world is made up of four different things. And usually it's going to be earth, air, water, fire. As witches, you know, we tend to give attributes to each element. So some of those attributes are, for earth, it would be grounded, solid, immovable, stubborn and then the platonic way of thinking of it is cold and dry which is um, it's really just about the quality of the element how to differentiate air from water this whole method of determining you know cold dry hot wet you know and all of the different elements fall onto that kind of beautifully really yeah so air um, involves the intellect is linked with thought. Um, it can be flighty, free-spirited, and the Greek thought of that is hot and wet. So we have cold and dry and hot and wet. So earth and air are completely 100% opposites. And then water is emotional, liquid, cleansing, nurturing, and cold and wet. So you have air and water which are cold and wet and earth and water which are cold and dry. So 
Fire is passionate, unpredictable, dangerous, motivated, and it's hot and dry. So you have air, which is hot and wet, fire, hot and dry, <laughs> and earth, which is cold and dry. So you've just got all these different different things floating around. Interestingly, there are four of these elements, and there are four states of matter, you know, that were taught in like fifth grade. <laughs> so that's like solid, gas, liquid, plasma. Solid would be earth, gas would be air, liquid would be water, and plasma would be fire. That makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some other stuff too that I have here in my notes about different things that we associate the elements with, and that's the four directions. And we consider earth to be north usually. I'm not going to say we all do because this is, I mean, I think there is a large number of us who use these same directions in association with the elements. So like earth is north, air is east, water is west, and fire is south. And I think there is a logic behind this. Uh-huh. The logic, in my opinion, <laughs> is that, first of all, as far as North and Earth goes in Western Europe, which was where sort of the resurgence of all of this, you know, craft practice and the, you know, former craft practice and, you know, Greece is over there and Rome and, and all of this. And so a lot of our roots sort of come from a European background. And I think... There, geographically, north is cold and it's hard and it's icy, you know, so as far as like earth goes, that makes total sense. Um, West, the west of West Europe is literally the Pacific Ocean. So fire south, that's the equator. It's the further south you go, the hotter it gets. Mm -hmm. And then air, my sort of idea about air being, I, I don't want to say like, oh, it's the last one, so that's where it fits. You know, I that I don't accept that answer. And so, um, so my suggestion for why that might be, I haven't actually looked too far into this, but perhaps a lot of like wind flow comes from the east also. Then the different seasons and the different times of day also sort of correspond to the elements as well. First, let's talk about like the different times of day. We'll start with air because that's dawn. That's the beginning of your day because literally the sun rises in the east. And that's where all of that association comes from. That's that's how that makes sense in my head. Air is associated with east, which is associated with the sun rising. And west is associated with, you know, the sun setting. So that means that water would be dusk. In the middle of the day would be um, fire because that's the hottest part of the day. The sun is right right up over top and then earth would be cold. It would be nighttime, dark, that sort of thing. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Same goes for the seasons. It's very similar in that way. So air would be spring, which was the first Mm -hmm. thing. And then summer, which is fire. Autumn, which is water. And then earth, which is winter, which is the same exact, you know, cycle as as over the course of the day. So briefly, I want to just mention the um, five elements, the Chinese elements or the wuxing, wuxing. which is literally means five elements <laughs> in Chinese. And what they have is it's a little bit different from ours. It's earth, wood, water, 
fire and metal and if you will notice there is no air <laughs> why is there not an air <laughs> because air air sort of fits in with water it does in that way of looking at it and i think too that that one is totally valid because i mean yes while earth is solid in our you know four element you know way of thinking about about things earth earth is the solid one um the chinese five elements there there are three solid ones there's earth wood and metal Mm -hmm. but each of those different things has has different qualities too like earth would be maybe dirt or it would be rocks or you know something that's very like i guess natural in that sense Uh and then metal would be like metallic and cold and you know that sort of thing and and wood literally is it grows from the ground and and is made from these different things and actually the creation of wood is very very fast in you know in comparison to earth uh-huh. like it takes you know billions and millions of years to create a rock but really it takes just you know maybe 10 years to make a tree yeah so that's just something to think about if you were wanting to maybe play around with the ideas of elements so you can incorporate wood as an additional one or metal or whatever you wanted I just think that those things are really interesting to think about as far as like why is it that that we as Europeans chose to do four elements and then the Chinese chose to do five and they're different elements. Like, not all of the elements are exactly the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of times, a lot of people in this community like to add a sort of fifth element mm-hmm. to their practice, you know, in addition to earth, air, fire, and water. And they like to put in spirit or the ether or the aether. Mm-hmm. This is interesting to me because a lot of people like to think of spirit as sort of greater than earth air fire and water or within earth air fire and water does that make sense so it's almost not its own individual element on the same level as earth air fire water it's sort of in a different category all on its own and so i think that that's really interesting that a lot of times i personally don't use a pinnacle in my practice i don't either but if you look at the pinnacle a lot of times they associate each point of the pinnacle, witches or magic practitioners, Wiccans, um, pagans, whatever, um, associate each different point on the pinnacle as being one of the elements. And so a lot of times if you have an upright facing star, so that means that like the two legs are sitting on the ground and then it has two arms and then the head is facing straight <laughs> up, right? It's not at some weird angle or anything like that. Uh-huh. If you look at it in that sense, the bottom four are going to be earth or fire water and then the top one's going to be spirit. And I know that not everybody works with that, but there are a lot of people who do. And the way that they differentiate the spirit out is by putting it up at the top, whereas the other ones are down at the bottom. But I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like, I do feel that there is spirit in everything, but I also feel like everything is part of a bigger spirit. And so I just feel like here's the picture that I personally get whenever I see this five pointed star with spirit at the top and then the other four down at the bottom. I see like they're looking at a rock and they're saying this rock is earth. And it also has a spirit inside of it. Whereas I see that as a rock, but at the same time, it is a spiritual being. You know, that rock is a part of this sort of life force. 
you know. So I, a lot of times I view that as, and I don't know if this is necessarily true or not. I'm not trying to put words in other people's mouths or anything like that. But my interpretation of that view of it, and maybe this is why I don't necessarily use the five-pointed star, is that I see... I see that as people, you know, say holding a rock and saying this this thing has rock properties and it also has spirit properties, you know, and that's sort of the way that that I see that, but I I think just it having its own rock properties is having spirit properties. And so I don't really see them as two different things since I personally don't understand having spirit off as its own entity. I kind of imagine spirit being the energy that flows in and out of everything, including us, and that, you know, the energy that you are manipulating in magic. Mm-hmm. I just I just kind of see spirit as the, the kind of underlying vibration. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really used the spirit as an element. I think some people do it consciously and some people don't do it at all. And, you know, I think it just depends on the practitioner. But I'm just, you know, sort of going on things that I've read, things that I've been told by other people, things that people say in podcasts and stuff like that. So that's what, that's really where I'm getting my information. I'm not meaning to misrepresent people or anything like that, but I'm just yeah, sort of trying to explain my own interpretations of things. And I in no way mean to, you know, speak for anyone else or to act like I understand what it is that you guys are, you know, talking about or anything like that. So anyway, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Have a conversation. By by all means, have have a discussion in wherever this is posted. I mean, there's a Facebook page, there's a comment section on YouTube and on SoundCloud. Start talking about it, and we can all learn together. Yeah. Carry on. So, I've already discussed a little bit of why. Like, why do we have the different directions in association with the four elements? But I didn't, I mean, I said why I thought each one was associated with the element or whatever that it's associated with, but I didn't actually say, like, why it is that we feel the need to even hook those things up to begin with. And I actually, I don't even know if I have a reason for it. I haven't thought through that. So that's a really interesting thing to think about. Like, why is it that we give each of these different things an attribute like that? Yeah. I know from experience that different things have different qualities. You know, like I know after studying astrology for years and years, like I understand the differences between say like earth, air, fire, and water. A a really good example, maybe it was Dusty White who said it or something, but anyway, he was saying that the different, uh, and this doesn't exactly correspond with what I'm trying to say right now, because it's not about the elements, it's about quadruplicities. They said the quadruplicity, which is cardinal, fixed, and mutable. I remember this discussion. There are different, um, qualities that those things have that other things have too and so if you look at those other things and you say oh that thing has a cardinal energy he used the example of taking a cutting board and taking an onion and cutting the onion right so you have the thing that's doing the action which would be the cardinal thing which would be the knife that's 
cutting into the onion. You have the fixed thing, which is your cutting board. It's not doing anything. It's not moving. It's there as a, a solid foundation for what you're working with. And you have the thing that is changing, the mutable thing, which is the onion, which is being cut. And so that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Like, uh-huh. things can have qualities that can be represented by the elements in that very same way. So I look at someone who's really like just kind of like me, I guess, where I'm just like all over the place and like I can't seem to get all my words out right and up in my headspace and I say, oh my gosh, that person is such an airy person, you know, and that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So Heather... Yes. What do you think about the whys of why we use the classical four elements? Well, I mean, without getting too complicated, when you just walk outside, those are on the most basic level, that is what you're going to encounter. Mm -hmm. And it kind of accounts for, as far as I can tell, pretty much everything. There's like weird, like exceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think you just brought up a really interesting question. Like, how do we define like other things, like things that are living? Like, how do we put those things into these categories? Because from what I've said, I sort of indicated that like everything in the world, everything in the universe can fall into one of these four categories, earth, air, fire, water. So where do we fit in? I mean, we're kind of mushy, you know, we're hard, we're solid. We are made up of like, what, like 80% water or something? We're pretty watery. We're full of air and water. It's true. We're solid like Earth. <laughs> yes. I don't actually know where fire comes in on this. I don't either. So you're made of water. You breathe air. You're made of all the same stuff that the Earth is made of. Just mixed up differently. But fire I can't account for. So, I mean, does that mean that like we we don't apply to this like whole four... Well, okay, look, but trees breathe, mm-hmm. but they're still earth. So if you if you go the same route, a deer or a tree or a flower, those are all earth things generally. But then you go, oh, well, a bird is air because it flies. Right. So maybe we would be earth. Because we like walk on the earth. Maybe so. You know. I mean, I guess that's where like elementals and element, you know... We didn't talk about the actual elementals. Animals and elements and stuff like that. You know, like lizards are fire and, you know, birds are air and fish are water. And, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, I guess that's where that comes into play. So that, that does make sense now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. So why worship these things? You know, a lot of us will call the quarters or incorporate the four elements into our you know, ritual somehow, like, like you were saying last time, walking around in a circle and sort of allowing... What's my, my incense and salt water? Right, that sort of thing. Why do a ritual like that? Why incorporate them into our worship? Honestly, for me, it's kind of almost like going back to, like, the old world type of thing. It's very earth-centered and natural and what, in my mind magic was kind of based around very early on when you do earth air fire water that's just 
it's almost like nostalgia. It's like a nostalgia for something that I haven't actually experienced. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that that would be like the collective unconscious or, you know, your ancestral DNA and stuff like that. Yeah, it feels very, I don't know, because magic to me, like when I when I think about like magic and paganism and stuff, I think about earth people, these nature-based religions and that's nature. Mm-hmm. That is nature in its bare bones. Yeah, that's my answer for that question is, but literally, I mean, we as pagans, we, I mean, paganism is an earth-based religion. We, earth is our God. Earth is where our life force comes from. That's where our spirituality comes from. And so we do all that we can in order to sort of give thanks and to, and to worship that in the best way that we can. And I think just by deeming four elements you know deem whatever things that you want incorporate metal into your practice incorporate wood into your practice i love kind of breaking it up into even finer ones Mm -hmm. i think it kind of goes back to playing rpgs and stuff like video games and things like that because a lot of the time say take final fantasy for example how many like rpgs starting with Final Fantasy 1, based their games around four items. Each one is one of the four elements. Yeah. There's a lot of that in Zelda. There's a lot of that in um, a lot of other, like, JRPGs and stuff. But in some of them, you see even more elements. That's where you start to see, like, metal and things like that. And when those come in, those are really neat. I'm going to have to look them up. Yeah. So, moving on, if working with the elements suits your fancy in your magical practice what are some interesting or fun or different ways of connecting with those elements and with you know incorporating them into your magical practice what are some ideas i've always really liked altars because a lot of people put them on their altar especially in like wicca and very traditional magical practices based in like witchcraft and things like that there's a place for each element on your altar but I always found it really really interesting to say find unorthodox unusual representations for those or really creative like only you would think that but that makes it even more magical I use very minimal elements I acknowledge them because I can't not acknowledge them but I don't really work with them that much But I like coming up with creative things like that. I always like the idea of making little bottles with things in them. And each bottle was a different element. And they could be themed. Say you go to the beach, you can still get each of the things there. But they're all sea magic ones. So you could get some driftwood or some sand. You can get some seawater, maybe some shells, some seagull feathers. There's your air. I'm not sure about fire. If you can find some lightning glass on the beach, perfect for fire. I think finding really cool twists on the elements, like because I'm still kind of running with Sailor Moon, I could definitely put some different, because there's several scouts, like Mercury's very um, watery and bubbly and stuff like that. So is Neptune, Jupiter. She has lightning, but she's also... I've always seen her as kind of earthy. She's very nature-y. Yeah. She wears green. Yeah, like she has leaves and stuff. She's got the rose earrings. Yeah. Um, I think she's just an overall earth power kind of thing. Earth mother. She's very, actually very motherly, so that makes sense. She is very motherly. And Mars is definitely fire. I think I need to do more research to find the air. Though I really liked my maiden mother crone 
twist on Sailor Moon. Mm. But I digress. I'm talking about Sailor Moon again. I think that is an interesting way to go about it, is to find things that to you represent those elements. If you're not ready to completely leave them out, there may be another way to use them that doesn't make you go, this just doesn't feel quite right. And I think try and incorporate it into, you know, what you've already got going and see if you can make it kind of blend in because then it's part of it and it fits in fluidly and you're not going, why am I doing this? Because maybe it'll, and maybe it'll start to make sense to you. Yeah. See, that's my biggest thing is I have, I have such an issue with doing things that I don't understand like why I'm doing them. So like if I just picked up a very basic beginner's book and read, this is earth, this is fire. And I'm just like, but why, you know? And so like, that's really what I wanted to get into a discussion about. Like, why is it that we choose these elements and why is it that we incorporate them in this particular way or whatever? So one of the most beneficial things for me in terms of understanding the qualities and the associations of the elements was studying things like tarot and studying astrology because astrology is broken down. All of the 12 signs have a different element that is associated with them. Uh huh. Air is Aquarius and Gemini and Libra and, you know, things like that. Then tarot is the same way. Each of the suits of the minor arcana are, you know, water is uh, cups and earth is pinnacles and then there's some disagreement about what is air and what's fire between wands and swords and most books i think will tell you that wands are fire and air is swords but i didn't even realize people switched them until um someone brought it up in my tarot class and the more that i thought about it the more i was like oh my gosh i think for me air is wands because if you look at it in terms of the different qualities elements have like assertive and passive or assertive and seductive interesting yeah so the assertive elements would be fire and air and the seductive elements would be water and earth so water and earth make sense as like being a seductive element and those two make sense totally for me in general as far as cups and pentacles go in tarot but you have these two other assertive elements Uh uh-huh fire and air and both of them are powerful both of them have a lot of strength to them but one of them is more of a physical strength like a go 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 like get stuff done Uh uh-huh do this thing have power move this object move this car from one place to another physical strength whereas the other one okay so the sword is about you know combating things having physical strength you can't really use a sword very well if you're not strong i can imagine how like if you have a heavy sword and you're not very strong you're probably not going to be very good at the sword look they're heavy okay (laughs) (laughs) and so so having physical strength i think is important but like there's no association with air and having physical strength so that that's where fire would come in for me so fire to me is associated with swords whereas i think air as intelligence and to use a wand you have to have a lot of intelligence i was literally about to say Mm -hmm. to reinforce this 
because I think this too, because this makes sense to me. You need physical strength to swing a sword, but it takes mental strength to cast spells from a wand. Exactly. And that's why I personally have flipped them for myself because I've thought it through and I'm like, oh, that totally makes a lot more sense to me. Absolutely makes sense. That's not to say that my way is right or anything like that, but that's just what makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, so this is where things get a little bit tricky whenever you switch up your elements and your tarot. If you pick up a deck where the artist was like, okay, air is swords, then all of the art on that image of a sword is going to have to do with air. And all of their wand art is going to have to do with fire. And so that's really, really frustrating because the deck that I personally use has so much fire. Like it doesn't have some like too much air with the swords I mean I can sort of look past it but like there's so much fire in the wands and I'm just like I don't know should I get a new deck that sort of more suits the way that I've started looking at things or so anyway um other things that you can do to sort of get in touch with the different elements is you can go and like spend time with each of the elements you can go climb up a mountain get some fresh air (laughs) at the top of the mountain sit on a rock I was actually going to suggest going on a hike. Yeah. Swimming is a really great way to get in touch with water, actually. Unless you can't swim like me. I don't know why I moved to Florida. Get in a kiddie pool. Give me some floaties and I'm good, though. (laughs) Okay, so you've talked about sort of incorporating the different elements into your altar. But something that I've started to kind of play around with is like the idea of just setting up an altar to one specific element. Like say you want to just spend some time focusing on the earth element, then you would put a bunch of stuff that represents earth to you in like one area and you'd visit it and you'd communicate with it sort of you know and let it talk to you in a way that allows you to sort of understand the earth a little bit better yeah other ways that you can you know sort of connect with the elements is like if you listen to our episode one podcast driving your creative energy with aries or something Something like that, yeah. We sort of talk about using the elements. We don't talk too much about all of the different elements and incorporating them into your creative process, but I think if you start working with your creative process, go back and listen to some of the things that we have to say in that episode one podcast of From Moon to Moon, then you can find a little bit of information on that, or you can just go you know, somewhere on the internet and find similar information. But anyway, so working with the elements through your own creative process, or you can meditate on the elements. Journaling would be really good, especially if you were to, say, go out into a place that is predominantly that element you're trying to study and sitting with it, meditation, journaling about it. Yeah. And listening, letting things come to you from it. Yeah. You know, herbs, supposedly, I'm not sure how they figure this out. I'll have to do more research on it. Um, But herbs are associated with different elements, too. And so you could, like, make an incense blend and work with that incense blend if that's something that makes your little heart sing. 
<laughs> I can definitely imagine certain instances having these sort of properties mm -hmm. just from their smell alone. Right. So with myrrh and frankincense and patchouli, that's a very earthy smell. It, it smells like dirt and trees. Right. And it's wonderful. <laughs> then you have fiery smells, which are like the spicy things like cinnamon and mace and clove, allspice and stuff like that. I would say mint might be... I might say that mint is air or water. It's a cool kind of thing. I was thinking air would be something like uh, lavender, something uplifting and soft. Mm, I could see that too. But I'm not sure about water. I don't know what water would smell like if I imagined it to have a smell like I'm talking about here. Yeah. I think it would be something refreshing. Like lemon? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, citrusy things, I think, would be a really good one. It's like energizing. Yeah. I think that's really it, though. Well, you can always do your own research and find your own information about this. Look into different books and... Just go with what feels right. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. If you read something in a book that you're like, mm, that doesn't really sound right, then don't feel obligated to do that thing just because that book says Witchcraft 101 and you're like, I'm a witch. You know what I mean? Get a notebook and start writing it down. Write everything down. Take notes on everything. But especially when you come across something, you're like, I think it says this, but I actually kind of feel this way about it. Definitely write it down. Write all of this down. I think that ties us up for the episode on the elements. I hope we weren't too rambly or too, I guess, luxury. Like, people can get this information anywhere on the internet, and I just don't want to just be repeating, you know, over and over again. That's why I wanted to start out with a little briefer, just in case this was the first time anyone had ever heard of that. But so that's about it, guys. Um, bye! bye. This episode used music from binsound.com.